1: You know, my ex-wife really did want to make it work and, you know, I know she was praying over me and, you know, she was going to, you know, to her prayer closet, you know, on me. But, you know, I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm not ready to, you know, to cut this out.
0: You know, I'm still you lying. T- oh, so you told her you wasn't ready to, to stop? To no, stop. I didn't tell her that. I just oh, did not. That? Like, hey, I would lie and
1: say I'm done. Like, hey, I'm not talking to this person. And I would stop talking to,
0: For, to this then, one person, but, but i will go to the store do, and talk do, to do somebody do else. Yeah. Like, okay,
1: I'm, I'm going on to the next person. And so what happened, and I couldn't believe it,
0: um, she moved on. I made vows, I broke them hindsight i didn't comprehend the gravity of the exchange of this solemn promise a vow before god and man it's time to unpack these sacred words so that i never take this oath lightly ever again i'm the tarasar whitfield and this is the marriage vow series on the dear future wifey podcast Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast I'm your host Laterra R. Whitfield Let me tell you something, I'm so excited about this episode But before we get started, let's take care of some house cleaning Are you shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us Then make sure that you Hit that subscription button And let's make a commitment uh, We're going to be going through A powerful series It's an eight part series Called the Marriage Vow Series And um, it's going to get Extremely transparent And so I've been praying And asking God to bring The right guest on the podcast To be able to unpack these vows I'll have people that have uh, Had successful marriages Those that have been divorced And those that are Trying to figure it out or they've lost Their loved ones due to The last vow which is to death do us part But it's going to get extremely Extremely transparent the first episode Kicked off last week with Kaylin and Kyra um, And we're just going to go a little bit deeper We first need to unpack Where these marriage vows came From and the book of Common Prayer was first introduced In 1549 And um this is where we get our marriage vows, and they've changed throughout uh, time to take out certain words or take out certain phrases that uh, people don't like, such as to, to obey. You know, a lot of women didn't like that, <laughs> so, so they took that out of the marriage vows. But um, today we're going to talk about to have and to hold. So, I'm excited to have today's guest on the podcast. Now, we met in a very unconventional way, but as God would see fit, it was all by design. So, without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast, my new homie, Jerry Fisher. What's going on, bro? Man, what's Uh going on?
1: (laughs) Glad to be here.
0: Man, you're in the hot seat right now. How you Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. It's a little warm.
0: I know. it, Man, listen, first of all, I just want to thank you for being open and uh, vulnerable, because you're going to be extremely vulnerable today, sharing your testimony as we begin okay. to unpack what this vow actually means to you. Um, to have and to hold. Uh, I'm gonna read it, and then you tell me what it means to you. Um, to have and to hold refers to the physical embrace of a husband and wife. To have is to receive without reservation the total self gift of the other. It's not a statement of ownership, but rather a promise of unconditional acceptance to hold is a pledge of physical affection and tenderness, a vow to be available to the other in body and soul, a promise to cherish value and protect the other as we would a prized treasure to have and to hold is truly a statement of poetry. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, so Jerry, is. what does that mean to you? To
1: have and to hold, um, basically what it means to me, um, Definitely, like the uh, like what you just read, uh, to receive a gift, uh, a person uh, that you're about to marry is giving themselves to you, um, and you're to receive that without any doubt um, that you're sure this is the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life, and to hold, like it says, is to value that person uh, and to protect that which you value. Right. Uh, so that's that's the basic definition uh, that it means to me.
0: So all right, Jerry. So uh, have you been married before? <laughs>
1: Get right into it. Yeah, we're going to yes, jump right I, on it. Yes, <laughs> I, I have been married before. I uh, was married almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. Yes, sir.
0: Congratulations on the 20 years. years. That's, that's powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. how long ago was that? Uh, about 10 years ago. And like so when we look at to have and to hold, How was that vow violated in your marriage by you?
1: Uh, Just to start out, uh, how how it was violated for me, uh, was I just stepped out outside of my marriage. I did not, um, I stopped looking at my wife as a gift. Um, I started um, thinking other things outside of my house was a gift and I didn't protect um, her and I didn't value her anymore. So, um so was that something cheating. conscious?
0: Was that something conscious? Um, when you got married, did you believe that hey, men just you know, men is no way to be faithful? Did you start marriage with the intentions of being faithful? You saying I'm never gonna cheat, or did you say hey, listen, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've seen cheating all my life. You know, you gonna I'm gonna make sure that I. Cover my wife, quote, unquote, making sure she don't find out about it. But, I mean, come on. How are you going to be faithful to somebody your whole life?
1: Yeah, your whole life. I actually thought it was it would be easy. Um, I thought I was ready for it. I thought uh, being faithful was just, just was an easy thing. You just decide you want to be faithful and you just be faithful. Um, now on this side, I realize that there's some training, there's some some learning uh, that goes with it. There's some therapy that goes with that. Um but yeah when I got married, man, I was I was happy. I was um you know tears coming down my eyes. Once when she I see walk down the aisle. But I see her coming down the aisle and like, hey this is it. You know, the deaf <laughs> doors part and uh, you know when I when I said those vows uh at that time I didn't know I was reciting them. Right, and see, there's a difference uh, for me than reciting them instead of giving an oath. Um, Talk about reciting is you just repeating what someone's saying. Talk about it, and if you're giving a oath, that means you are pledging um, exactly to what you're saying. You're pledging to have and to hold. Uh, If we look at an oath, we look at every profession. We look at. Every profession that you could think of has an oath. If you look at a CPA, you look at a doctor. There's some training that goes into it. There's some time, some studying that goes into it. And once they finish with that, there's an exam, and they give an oath. And when they give an oath, they are upholding that oath. Come on. And that is what I believe was different when I got married, is that I recited exactly what the minister said Mm -hmm. but I wasn't giving an oath to my wife at that time Mm. I'm giving the oath to her it's like hey I you know I I value this I'm I'm pledging everything that I'm saying I believe in this because I have studied uh before I I got married to you and what I mean by studying is um my uh late pastor um to Kerry Wesley, Kerry Wesley wrote, a, yeah. wrote a book that said if this marriage is made in heaven why I'm going through uh, why I'm going through hell um I actually read that book after you know my divorce and if
0: this marriage was made in heaven yes if this marriage was made in heaven why am I going, going through, through hell, hell. Oh, yes. that's good <laughs> yes that's good that's <laughs> definitely it <laughs> Pastor, former pastor of what, Antioch? Antioch. Yes, Yes. Antioch, Baptist church. Yes, Yes. man, powerful pastor. And so you read that book after your divorce. Yes, after my divorce.
1: And so there's a a chapter that's in the book that talks about the green-eyed monster. Mm. And the green-eyed monster is just talking about, you know, things that happen outside of the marriage, those temptations. And if I would have read it before, I would have been prepared for those temptations, yeah. I would have know, I would have knew how to flee from these temptations, and I would have knew uh, several things that I would have uh, been prepared for. You know, I just thought when, once you get married, all desires, outside desires, to just disappear. Yeah. Like it just disappeared. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I'm married,
0: and I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so, and so, when he talks about the green eyed monster, what was that green eyed monster for you? The green eye
1: muster for me, um, definitely just other women. Um, when it came to other women, it was more of, I just felt like, uh, my manhood was being attacked, uh, at the time, uh, going through some financial situations, Mm -hmm. uh, with the economy, um, loss of jobs. Uh, that was, uh, was the only one working at the time. Uh, we had a young son, um. He was about two years old at that time. And a lot of stuff was just going on. And when you're struggling and you don't have those answers, and as a man, you feel like you're supposed to have all the answers. Yes, That you just, every every question that's given of you, you're supposed to have that answer. And I didn't have those answers. And I was getting frustrated and uh, didn't know how to show vulnerability, did not know how to show that I was afraid. Yes. That, hey, I don't know what, our next step is going to be, and so because I had those fears uh, and didn't know how to communicate that to my wife, at the time, I started listening to outside, uh,
0: outside yeah, influences. outside influences. Yeah, you know.
1: So I started, uh, as the vowel says, to hold. I was supposed to protect, and protection means like, hey, I could have just kept it as me and her, yes, and not add outside forces and once i started adding those outside forces i started listening to what these other women were saying right uh making me feel like i was a man like hey if i had you it, w- it would be like this and yes that. and not realizing that was destroying my marriage making everything actually you know worse than what it, yes. was, what it was
0: so uh, when you first cheated the first time you cheated <laughs> on your wife how did you feel and what said that a lot of women want to know, they, they want to know, like, what makes a man step outside of his marriage? Why? Um, and do we ever have any type of remorse? Do we ever feel guilt from it? Um, I want you to unpack that and then I'll share mine.
1: Okay. Okay. So the first time I, um, I cheated. Um, the reason why I stepped out, like I just said, was. Because of. You know, me not feeling valued. Right. Um, And me not being able to communicate, you know, to my wife uh, about what I needed and how I felt valued. And uh, all these fears just started coming up like I wasn't adding up at the time because there was financial problems. Right. And if I was the man, I was supposed to solve these problems. I didn't know how. So uh, the first time I cheated, uh, there was a lot of guilt. Um, so much guilt, man. I um uh, on the way home I cried. Yep. Uh there was tears. I couldn't believe, you know, I, I let her down. Um I honestly was thinking, man, I'm I'm going to hell. Yep. Um yep. I'm, I'm just condemning myself. I'm beating myself up. You know, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I had a hard time looking at her. Um Did you go home and immediately take a shower? I immediately took a shower. Exactly I went I home immediately took a shower. Um, and I was just silent. And then I just started noticing, I started becoming distant yep. from, you know, my wife and my son that I just, man, you know, I thought I was being a man by stepping out, but I felt less than a man yep. by stepping out at that time.
0: I remember when I first stepped out, it was the most, like the first time where, uh, the first time I avoided and it was me going back to a, a woman that I had messed around with, um way before I got married and and that was a comfort <clears throat> comfort zone for me yeah and so I went back there yes. and then the first time I was just like nah I can't do it so I avoided it the first time second time I come back and I was just like you know what I'm gonna like, shoot it. What's the what's the use? I did it before, so what's one more time with the same person? Yeah. And so I did it. And when I tell you, I wanted to throw up. I was in the car, and I was just like, because I literally felt. And I don't think people really talk about this, and that's the reason I wanted to, you to speak on this. You literally feel a tearing away uh, in the covenant. I felt it. I felt it spiritually. I felt it physically, with tears streaming down my face, like you experienced driving home, and I and and I felt like a veil was lifted. Yeah. And and that she could see my sin. I felt mm-hmm. like I was exposed yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, like I know she sees me. I'm a cheater. I know she can see this." Yeah, I know. And you know, I just felt so dirty that I went straight to the shower and I took a shower, thinking that I could wash off my sin and that she wouldn't smell the funk of my sin on me. And I was like, "Yeah, let me wash it off. Let me wash it off." And then I felt then you, then those awkward moments come where now you're going to have sex with your wife the first time. After that, then it's like, oh, this is this is, this, it's, you know, different. Yeah, it's different. I'm like, oh my god, it's, it's like your whole mind is just racing. And but the unfortunate thing about it is that when you're not, God can't heal what you won't reveal. Yeah. So as scary as that moment was. I should have opened up and shared with her, like, listen, this is what I do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's almost virtually impossible for a lot of men to actually do. But I knew if I did that, and if I would have killed that Goliath early on, it wouldn't become, a. I wouldn't have become a repeat offender. And yeah. so I kept on doing it throughout my marriage. Anytime that there was any type of brokenness in my marriage, any type of void, I go self-medicate with some woman, you know? And, um, and so I, it was, and I never ever read the marriage vow to have and to hold. We said it, but I didn't know what we that said, meant. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that you meant. Don't know what it and mean. so I'm going, oh my God, that's a protective place for both of us <clears throat> to be in, for both of us to be in this intimate space with each other to where we have and we hold each other. Mm-hmm. Uh in our brokenness to be able to hold each other, to have, meaning that. Uh, she should never deny me sex. I should never deny her sex. We should find this place of of vulnerability with each other to where we're providing each other's needs. And um, and so that's quite interesting. I want you to talk about how how did that progress? So you cheated on her the first time, and then what happened?
1: I mean, just the same thing. Uh, every time there was a problem, I mean, just uh, you run back to what you're familiar to. Yes. Uh, it's, it's just like a drug. Um once you start, once you get that first taste of it, I mean, you feel guilty. Yeah. I mean, just like someone using drugs, uh, once they get that high and they come off of it, they feel guilty. So every time there was a problem, every time there was an issue, every time uh, something uh, was broke uh, within the marriage, instead of communicating, I would just, you know, go back to what, what, yep. what you know, I was used to. Um, and, and you're right. Uh, a lot of times, if you're if you open up and uh, early, which I didn't, oh, um, who does? You know, my uh, my ex-wife uh, started finding out about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, through phone messages and uh, actually seeing me actually speak. Uh, you know, to a, to a young lady uh, at the time that I was messing with and.
0: She saw you on the phone, or you she saw you. No, per- she person? she
1: actually saw me in person talking <laughs> to the person. She never, you know, never caught me, but she knew. Yeah, you know, she definitely knew, and she wanted me to confess to it. But
0: what you kept you know, saying? Now you were Yeah, you know,
1: I kept saying no. Just just like and it, and I just studied this, man. You know, I looked at the Bible. You know, a lot of men in the Bible, just like David. Yeah, I mean, you just try to hide it. Yeah, you know, just like. You know, Jacob and all of them in the Bible, the first thing you do is just try to hide it. Yes. Um, You know, to protect yourself. Uh, You know, since we're talking about infidelity, I mean, it's just like, you know, in the garden. You know, when Adam and Eve, you know, that first sin stepped in, they run and hide. And hide. But I was just like you. I felt it soon as, you know, you had the forbidden fruit, you could feel that detachment. Yep immediately you feel it and you start being different yeah and when i would walk in walk into the house i felt like two different people yes like here i am i'm supposed to be a husband a provider you know a father Mm -hmm. but then i'm over here i'm this different man so uh it you know it was very difficult
0: um did you you ever talk to any of your friends about it
1: uh no i didn't I, i didn't uh the friends I had, they was doing the exact <laughs> you know the same, same thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so, so does that make you feel a little justified? Like when you when like when you look at the influences in this world, whether it's your immediate circle or just the world at large, is is infidelity really looked at or frowned upon as being bad? Not amongst
1: men. Yeah. Not amongst men. You know, growing up, um, Starting out from middle school to high school to college, uh, as men we get patted on the back. Yes, for for wrongdoing. Yep. And when when a woman does the exact same thing, she's actually outcast. <laughs> yeah. So, being in a marriage and you're stepping out, I mean you're not you know fr- it's not frowned upon. Uh, you're actually applauded. Yeah And and you know, I mean you don't receive a award for it, but <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely feels good, uh, well, it did feel good, you know, receiving- The accolades. You know, the accolades from your male friends. Because a lot of times as, as males, especially, you know, black males, uh, we don't receive-
0: A lot of approval.
1: A lot of approval from our fathers.
0: I want you to talk about this, because this was dope, and <laughs> it's a perfect segue. Before I push, before we push record on this uh, episode, you revealed something powerful today to me. Okay. And what did you say? <laughs> uh, man, uh,
1: currently I'm 51, just turned 51 this year. Um, Earlier this year before I turned 51, so in 50 years, I have never heard my father ever tell me that he was proud of me. Uh, He called me up, and, you know, me, I was trying to avoid his calls, and when I finally answered his calls and he said it, I'm proud of you. Um. Man, it did something to me. You know, uh, yeah, it was 50 years kind of late, but it definitely was, you know, better late than never. Um, But it actually started helping me to heal. Um, It is definitely something that I tell my son all the time, that I love him and that I'm proud of him. Uh, A lot of times we hear I'm proud of you from a female. Yep. That's where I was getting, I'm proud of you. Yes, I never got, I'm proud of you from, uh, from my fraternity brothers, uh, from my male friends. Go and call out your Uh, friend. I uh, know you wanna call
0: him out with us. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha (laughs) Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, uh, The immediate
0: past president of the Zatai Lambda chapter of the North Dallas Alphas. There it is, there it is. Yeah. And the reason why it's important is because another part of how we met was very interesting and we'll talk about that uh <laughs> okay. but I want to stay on this your father made you proud your father your father said that you that he was proud of you that and it made you feel what man in,
1: internally it made me like I really felt that I did something good I I did something that I got his approval I got his acceptance and I realized a lot of my behavior, a lot of my issues, a lot of my acting out, a lot of my cheating, just call it what it is, my yeah. bad decisions, was trying to get approval from my male friends. And once my father said it, mm. like, man, I got his approval. He approves of me. So it was the whole entire time, I never thought my father approved of anything that I did. What made him say it? Uh, I, I did a post on my page, which I was going to delete my father, but I, I did a post on my page, uh, where I was actually speaking to my son about valuing his self. Um, was and a video I, it, it was actually a video and he actually seen it and I was encouraged to do that. And I was led to do that. By actually watching your podcast.
0: Oh, really? Yes.
1: On By what, watching what, your podcast. What
0: episode made you feel that? Uh, the, the, the
1: podcast with um, Essend Atkins. Oh. Um, that podcast.
0: Um, mm. When I
1: seen that, uh, it was sent to me. um, And so it, it, it ministered to me. So I thought, you know what? If there are some things that I wished I would have known mm. as a boy growing up, as a young man, I wish these things were told to me. And so I decided, like, hey, you know what? I want to do a video talking to my son. Good. Telling him how to value himself, that he doesn't have to sleep with Mm. every woman that in his presence, that a king doesn't do that. King is, a king goes for a queen, and a king uh, can identify a queen. But my behavior that, I didn't know I was having bad behavior. You know, I was just whatever, man. If this chick was fine, like, hey, that's what I was doing.
0: That's um, about to get me really emotional. Um, I know exactly what part you're talking about in that episode. And I said (laughs) that men were never told that, you know, and it's, it's, man, it's, wow. Wow. Like that's, that's. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that. We never ever discussed that. And it's, it's, (laughs) yeah, that's powerful. That's absolutely powerful. And we can, and that's the whole thing is that we can start changing the generational curses and start making them generational blessings, where we can speak blessings over our offspring and and affirm them in 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 a way that we were never affirmed, or or speak life into them in a way that we were never uh, modeled uh, from our parents or whatnot. And so that's. Wow, that's 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 powerful. How did you and I meet? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: so how we met? Um, let's see. How do how do I say this? Uh, a ex girlfriend of mine. Um, I, I made a bad decision. Um, that's why um, we broke up. Um, I broke her heart. I hurt her. And uh, one day, I don't, I don't know. I guess she decided to send over uh, the podcast that you was doing with uh, S. and Atkins at the time. And uh, when I seen it, I actually thought she was being messy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was like, "Hey, why are you sending me this video? Because it was, it was actually ministering to me. And, <laughs> it was, you know, when, when, true, you yeah, when it was true ministry, it, it, it cuts make, you. Yeah, it make you. It, it you mad. makes you look at yourself." Uh, and that podcast was ministering to me, and she sent it over. And at the time, I actually seen her and I uh, a part of that. And, you know, she's, um, I thank her for, you know, for doing that, uh, introducing me to you, um,
0: it was so interesting because she had texted me. She was like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> my ex uh, wants your phone number," and I was like, "Huh?" And she's like, "He's like, yeah, he, your your, your uh, podcast really your podcast episode really spoke to him." But she never told me which one it was. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. I said, "Sure, give my number." And then as soon as I said I sent it to him, you called me like immediately. And it was the most powerful conversation I've ever had with anybody pertaining to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. And that meant a lot to me. It really, and that was just a couple of weeks ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was just a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, when I seen it, you know, I seen a lot of mistakes that I made. I I seen the mistakes that I made even with her. And that encouraged me to start, you know, counseling, uh, which I started counseling this
0: week. uh, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Just, just
1: this week. And it, it had me start getting to myself because, um, I, what I did, I was actually hurt behind my actions, and then realized the actions uh, hurt her and actually destroyed her, and uh, I felt real bad about it. Like, hey man, you know why am I making these decisions, and not realizing the same decisions that I I had made and. You know, my marriage and other relationships, I was still doing it. What I was doing was, you know, she's, you know, when I lie, you know, she's a great person, sweet, you know, very smart. Really dope individual. Uh, Yeah, she's real dope. And uh, dating her, I actually felt like I didn't deserve somebody that sweet, that giving, you know, giving a heart, giving, you know, telling me that she's proud of me you know she's pushing me you know to be better and I just ran back to what I was familiar with and when she sent that podcast that's why I thought she was being messy like <laughs> hey you've been messy why are you sending this to me and I was texting her like hey why are you sending this to me stop you know cut it <laughs> but out you watched like, it though you yeah, watched, watched it uh, it, but no, it man, just took a while it just took a while to watch it I had to you know I actually you know, it, it was just hard to watch because it was so true and it was so real. Everything that you guys were saying, and at that time, immediately, uh, you know, I made a vow like, "Hey, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm gonna go abstinence. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get to myself so I never make, you know, this bad decision again." Because a lot of people don't realize when they, when men make decisions and they're bad there's a lot of guilt and shame that comes with it and yep. we stay in that guilt and shame mm-hmm. and it's hard coming out of it and it's hard being vulnerable and admitting that you made a mistake yes because they're gonna continuously beat you up yep. they're not gonna let you live it down mm-hmm. um although they say they forgive you <laughs> like hey they gonna remind you every time like hey you're still that person Yeah. That you are that decision that you made, like no, hey, look, I made a bad decision, but I'm not
0: that bad. That, decision. You know that
1: bad decision. So when I watched that podcast, man, it was like, and she had sent other other podcasts to <laughs> me, uh, and I looked at her like, yeah, you know, it was a great podcast. You know, didn't think too much of it, and once she sent that, I was hooked, and I, I stopped shacking up with <laughs> you. Yeah, I stopped shacking up and at that It was topic.
0: it was so crazy. You called me like, man, you said you said, man. I had to take the day off. He said I had, yes. to, I had to call in sick. I'm yes. messed up yes. right now. Yes. I am so yes. emotionally broken it right is. now. I've just been sitting at the house. I'm sad. I'm crying. People thinking like, "What's wrong? Do you have COVID? What's going on?" Man. He's like, "I'm just man. messed up. I, just-
1: I was I, I was truly messed up. I uh, I really had um, and and I told her this. Um, early June, man, I, I had a bad day where I was actually in depression. And I wanted to give up. I really did. I I made a bad decision. There's no way I could turn this around. I made, you know, just, I destroyed my life. Like, how could I uh, do this uh, to her and, and to myself? And... When she sent that podcast, man, I just cried all the way home. And I, you know, I was listening to it and I'm like, man, you know, they picking on me. <laughs> you know, they picking on me. Like, uh, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> and so the, the next day, man, it it, it it drained me so bad that uh um, and bad, you know, good. Yeah, uh, draining like it yeah, yeah, emptied, me in a good way. You. Like hey, it, it was just ministering to me. And Man, and the next day I, I just had to take off. Yeah. And I, I laid in the bed and it was like, okay, Lord, why are we crying? I'm a grown man. <laughs> I'm a you know, because as a grown man, you're not supposed to cry. You sitting there crying in the bed. Like, hey, I watched the video. <laughs> you know, people calling me, like, hey, man, what's up with you? Like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, I got a little dust in my eye. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it definitely ministered to me. And man, it was it was a blessing that she sent it to me because Instantly, I start making steps for my life to be better. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to do those things, that I did. So
0: you start making steps, such as what? What are what are some action items you put and you said? Because one thing you said didn't you say you started apologizing for to, to the people? Oh you man. Wrong? <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> so what
1: I did was I, I apologized to uh, a couple of females that were uh, significant to me. Uh, I apologize uh, to our mutual friend, yeah. you know, my ex, which I call fire. Um, I called her and I apologized to her. And at the same time, you know, it's like I hear people always talking about the spirit. And I'm like, man, you know, what's, what that mean? <laughs> you know, once I start getting in prayer, you know, once I've seen the video, I start getting in prayer and start spending time, you know, with God myself um, and accepting God. yes truly accepting god like hey i'm not just going to church but accepting god um so as i was talking to fire at the time i i I said hey let me do something let me pray for you and 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 with you and i started praying for her and man i was just tore up i was drained with praying praying with her and uh just confessing some of the stuff that i had did to her and then once i did that with her the spirit was like hey call this other person Mm. you hurt her real bad and i was like lord no not (laughs) me like no man they gonna hate me they gonna think i'm crazy (laughs) and so uh i called called up uh, another young lady um that i hurt and i knew i hurt real bad and um and i prayed with her as well. You know, I prayed over her. I prayed over her future. I, uh, wanted to step in, in place of every man that had hurt her mm. before me and everybody and was. me as well. Yeah, Like, Hey, I want to stand in and take that for you. I wanted to go to the cross. Yeah. As, as, as I was saying, yeah. I wanted to go to the cross for all the hurt that I had caused uh, them. And then, you know, I was done. Like, I'm like, God, there's nobody else. And so <laughs> I called up, uh, the last person and, um uh, you know, talked to her, uh, prayed with her. Uh, she actually wanted to meet me in person, uh, and talk and, uh, I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to do something for you, you know, just confessing everything I had done to her. I said, you know what? I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to allow you to uh, <laughs> to hit me. I'm going allow you to slap me. <laughs> slap the She's fire like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. But she got me. She got me real good. She showed me the fear of finding out that I had, you know, um, cheated on her and that I hurt her. And when she gave me a glimpse of it
0: and i was getting upset like hey
1: why would you lie to me and so, I'm like, uh, so why what, would you lie to me
0: so what so what she told you was that she had cheated on you before
1: no no she actually told me something else told me okay. something different and right. it was like oh man it, it, it just got me and you know she actually uh hit me at that time yeah uh but it's a good thing that you said that uh, about like if, if she says she had cheated on me before. And, and these women, I, I don't believe they actually had cheated yeah. on me before. Um, you know, I, I believe that they truly loved me um, and and wanted the best for me and I did them wrong. Uh, but going back to when I was married and and cheating and, and doing what I was doing, you know, my ex-wife really did want to make it work and... You know, I know she was praying over me and, you know, she was going to, you know, to her prayer closet, yeah. you know, on me. But, you know, I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm not ready to, you know, to cut this out. You know, I'm still you lying. Tell, oh, so you told
0: her you wasn't ready to stop. No, I didn't tell her that. I just <laughs> I did not. It? Like, hey, I would lie and
1: say I'm done. Like, hey, I'm not talking to this person. And I would stop talking to For, to this then, one person, but i will go to another, start talking to, talk to, to, to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going on to the next person. And so what happened, and I couldn't believe it um she moved on she started talking to somebody else and man it tore me up Mm -hmm. and i was like you know i had been with several of the (laughs) several of the women yeah and here it is she was gonna start dating this one person messed up all this time and it messed me up man i was so mad i was like oh my god (laughs) How can she want another man? You know, like she she should only want me, and she's like, no, 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 like this is evil. Like she is wrong, and I mean, it a minute tore me up, and I I couldn't sleep at night, and I just man started losing weight, and I was just like, and. I, I I just lost. it. Yeah. You know I I just lost it, man. And I was calling her every day and I wanted her to stop talking to the guy. and <laughs> Like, hey, you know, give me another chance. She was like, nah, you just want that because I'm, I'm seeing somebody else." And it's like, "Yeah, that's okay." okay. Would you would you have stopped? Um If I, I don't think at that the, time. If you have came and back. I I um I believe. I, I think I would have. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would have. I, I think she. You know. I truly look back at the situation that she did the right thing. Yeah. You know, she did the right thing, and uh, she's doing good. You know, she's in a successful relationship now, and you know, and I truly pray for that relationship. That you truly, you, know, she, you
0: truly pray for the success of it. I truly pray for that success why? of it. You know. Tell me why.
1: Um, because she was a good person. Good. Uh, she's a good person. You know, she's, she's a great mother and she deserves to be happy. Uh, the same way that, you know, the three individuals that I pray for, um, even our mutual friend, um, you know, I pray for her and, you know, pray for her success. You know, and that's that's a, uh, as she say, that's a real grown up thing It is for a grown up. Do like, hey man, you know, because this is the last time I'm like, hey, I want you to stop seeing this dude. And I know <laughs> I changed. I know I will never run back to that. Like, hey, please stop seeing please, this dude. Please, 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 baby, please, please, baby, please. please. You know, I, I gave out a list. You know, you know, I gave out a list of, of things of, of why she should take me back. <laughs> and You know, once I started seeing her date somebody else, you know, it, it was real hard. It was but a, dollar
0: late, a day late and a dollar
1: Yeah, the, Yeah, but, you know, they truly deserve to be with somebody. Yeah, I pray for
0: my my ex-wife and I, I pray that she you know meet somebody and get married and live happily ever yeah exactly, like, exactly it's like it's exactly, like because when you exactly, have good people you like i want people, you to man, you know very good i want you i want you to marry i want you to be happy i want you to get what i wasn't able to give you yeah exactly you know exactly um, and that's hard yeah man, that's hard. yeah uh it's interesting. You said something in our first conversation. You said, if I? where were you at five years ago? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if, if you was around five years ago, you may have said something to me that would have stopped me making all these bad decisions. you remember what I said to you? That uh, I, I think I remember you said
1: something about uh i would have met the old person at i said time. you
0: five years ago you'd have met the old me and i was cheating on my wife just like yeah you. yeah yeah exactly and exactly. i said <laughs> and i said so and you was like but you seem like your life is all perfect it's like exactly, you got it all together well, yeah. i said no you seeing the terrace 3.0 i said back in, and i said and back in december was when i first took the vow of abstinence so so i'm talking about even in the shoot earlier that year my son armani was telling me dad what are you doing having sex and you're uh you're a christian you know, he called me to the carpet on that. He saw some condoms in the armrest of my car, and he was like, "Dad, what are you doing with these?" I was like, "What do you think I'm doing with these?" He was like, "You ain't supposed to have <laughs> be having sex, and you a Christian. You ain't married." I said, "Oh Lord, this dude over here is cop blocking. What is wrong with this boy?" Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, "What are you doing?" And I couldn't. I couldn't even, you know, say nothing. I was like, "Man, hey," and I made some joke about uh, how you think I get by with raising you. I need a stress reliever. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. And so, but. But that sat with me for the longest that happened oh, in the man. month of yes. june and it stayed with me all the way into december uh when i took a vow of abstinence because i can't you know right is right you know what i'm saying and if, if your own son is telling you that he expects a higher level from you then my goodness like like what what, what, what are we talking about you know man,
1: all- <laughs> that's that's amazing that you had that story and i just heard that for the first time yeah my son you know, called me to the carpet, just, you know, we were sitting in the living room, and, man, he just, um, I was trying to tell, give him advice on not to make the mistakes that I had made and that I was making. And he just started talking to me about it and started, like, I never knew that he had paid attention, Mm -hmm. even when I was with his mother, that Mm -hmm. he was paying
0: attention. To everything you were doing.
1: Everything I was doing. And my son knew the mistakes that I was making. He knew, like, hey, you're with this woman. You know, I see her. She's not right for you. I know you're not happy with her. I see you with this woman, and I see that you're happy with her. But yet, you keep running back to this person. And when my son just started saying that, man, I felt real low. How old is he? My son is 22 he, as of today. And he yeah. talked yeah. to you like, yeah, like man, he, a he, man just, he man just talked and to. Said. And I was like, "Wow, man! I didn't know he was—he was paying attention." My son started remembering, um, started talking about, like, "Yeah, I, I remember this woman." And I was like, "What? Like, you, uh, how, you uh, how you remember that? <laughs> I'm like, are you for Like, yeah, she—she she had a daughter, right? Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember—I remember this woman. Yeah, she—did she take?" She was a photographer. Like, yeah, I remember this person. Like, he's just running there really.
0: and you had no idea. Like, I'm
1: thinking, like, hey, I'm keeping this away from him. <laughs> you know, like, wow, like, you know, your, your mom gonna kill me when she finds this out. <laughs> you know, and, and so, and, and I didn't even know. Um, and I guess he had conversations, you know, with uh, with his mom, because when I was going through uh, through my change. Uh, When I was saying I didn't want to do this anymore, you know, she called me up and she told me um, she just wanted me to be better. She Mm. wanted me to be happy. And that's the same thing as, like, these amazing women that I prayed for, they all said, like, hey, look, you deserve to be happy. Mm. Because at that time, in that guilt and shame, I you know, hey, look, I deserve to be talked to, Mm
0: -hmm. you
1: know, badly. I deserve to be treated badly. So I was dating someone. Um, that talked to me, you know, badly. Um, But I didn't know the effect that I was having on my son. There it is. You know, I didn't know. I really didn't. I didn't know he was paying attention to me. And, man, you know, so I uh, I actually asked him to pray for me. I actually asked him to pray for me. And, man, you know, that was the hardest thing to do, you know, when my son prayed for me. And even now, he calls me um, this past weekend. He he called me and was like, hey, dad, are you all right? Good. You know, he knew I had um, went back to my mom's hometown just to be to myself, um, to go over to the lake and watch the sun go up and watch the sun go down and, and to re- reflect on all the bad decisions that mm. I have made. And basically just leave it there. Yes. So at that time, that was my altar. Yes. I'm leaving this here. All these bad decisions. And when I go back home... I'm not making these bad decisions. I'm going back after everything that I lost.
0: (laughs) I'm going back after to have and to hold. Well, let me tell you something. I wanna, I wanna clap. I want. Let me. I just wanna. When I tell you, bro, when I tell you that is so powerful to make your altar wherever that altar is and leave it there. Don't carry that shame anymore. Don't carry those bad decisions anymore. That the Bible says that um, Paul states. Now I've learned to boast in my weakness. Yes, and so yes. when you're ashamed of it, you can't get on no podcast and talk about your your, your scars exactly. because you're too ashamed of. It. You don't want to let a, let women know that you cheated before. You don't want to yes, let them exactly. know that you just nah. I'm ashamed of that. But when you get free and set free, free you can oh, sit man, like yes. you're sitting yes. right next to me and say, Yeah, I did it, but that's not me anymore. That's the old me. That's the 2.0 version of me. This is 3.0 sitting in front of you. And yes, I did that in the past, and God has forgiven me. I've forgive myself which is the hardest thing to, to do oh
1: man I'm still on
0: It's to forgive yourself <laughs> I pray right now that you release that bondage, oh, that you release those strongholds in your yes. life and you you forgive yourself because you can't walk as a 3.0 version of of Jerry as long as you keep on carrying the, the past yeah
1: man I, I believe God has forgiven me and that's that's the hardest part It's you forgive said, yourself it's forgiving myself and and like I tell people you know, when I tell my story and even when I tell it, you know, on Facebook, I, I did come out and be vulnerable on Facebook. And you, you texted me, text <laughs> yeah, me that I text morning, you texted me that morning. I sent it over to you like, hey, you know, look, you man, look at this. You know, I, I just came out and I wanted to be real about the mistakes that I have made. And, you know, I hurt, you know, some individuals uh, in the process. And what I started feeling like was like, hey, you know, women say they pray for a God, you know, a God-fearing man. And I always wonder if now: Do they realize what that means? Mm. They're like, "Hey, I'm Paul now, but I used to be Saul. <laughs> you know, Saul persecuted the church. You know, he he was he was a murderer. You know, I used to be Jacob. You know, I was a deceiver. I was a, I was a trickster, and I had to have that experience that changed me to my new name." That's is who I am now, you know. I, and I understand, you know. I have a lot of friends uh, that is that is with me through this process. I do uh, have a tribe, uh, which I learned to have a tribe. Got to, <laughs> Got best, to get you some
0: accountability, buddy. God, right?
1: I, I met you, Afria. Taught me a lot, you know, about <laughs> having a, a good tribe yeah. around you. So I, you know, I have some, you know, men and women that are around me, and they holding me accountable. How are you doing? Are you praying? Don't go back to your old self. Yes. Um they know I wanted to make that change. And where we are right now to this day is like Jerry, you gotta forgive yourself. Yes. You gotta forgive yourself. And it's man, I'm I'm praying on that
0: one. How'd your first counseling session go?
1: Man, it, it 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 went good. It, it went good. Uh, I, you know, I was nervous. Mm. Like, man, Lord, what is she gonna find out? <laughs> you know, because I walked in that counseling session like, man, I, I got this uh, bad guy disease or something like. Doc, is it curable? <laughs> like, can, can we can we cure this thing? I don't want to. I don't want to go through this. It's like, am I gonna die? <laughs> you know. Like, dog, if I go die, like I walked in, I I was nervous the whole entire day. I was anxious and had a lot of friends like, hey, it's going to be okay.
0: When I say God is so intentional about his pursuit of us and God is intentionally pursuing you and there's going to be some great exploits uh, from you because even your frat brothers that will hear this episode, you don't realize what people are dealing with, what people are struggling with, and they say, Dang, bro! Like I've never heard anyone talk like that before, and Dang. it's only you could have said it the way you said it that changes the trajectory of someone else's life, and and that's what we have to understand. And the fact of how you and I met just by happenstance, our mutual friends uh, yes, shared, exactly. shared this video. You didn't have to say you want to talk to me, you know? What hey, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> hey,
1: man, you know, and I believe that was God sent. But you know, a problem that as men that we have are coming out. Uh, being vulnerable and and doing what we're doing now, um, it's hard. Because some of our friends are still in that. And we know they're going to be judged. Um, And as I was driving to my mom's hometown, I I had this this sadness in me. And I couldn't understand why I I was feeling sad. And I was feeling alone. And I realized, like about two or three days later, what it was that this change I'm going through, I'm gonna lose some friends. Yeah. It's 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 you, hard you, you it's it's scary grie- to you annoying. You
0: was already grieving the loss of
1: them I, 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 Hey, I was already grieving the loss, like hey, some of my friends, they they're gonna talk about me, they're gonna laugh about it because they are used to the old Jerry. Yeah. That that talk about women and uh like, hey, I have to, you know, talk about my conquests yeah. You know, to fit in. Yeah. But now, like, hey, look, dude, I, I don't want to do that. You know, I want a monogamous relationship. I want the death do you part. I want the have.
0: And to oh, hold. There it is.
1: I want to have it to I hold. I mean, you
0: might have lost some friends, but I think <laughs> I'm a good person. You, done, you you done gained me in the process. Hey, you're hey, you yeah. a good friend to have. Yeah, yeah. So we, <laughs> uh, we done gained each other. So, you know, we're going to be each other's accountability uh, partners. Man, and the, and the dope thing about it is, you know, yes, you're going to lose some people, but you're going to start gaining a new tribe, and that tribe is going to propel you into your purpose. Because you don't go through the level of pain that you and I have gone through without God rewarding us with our purpose purpose and our platform that that he's giving you and that's why i say i just thank you so much because as you're telling your story it's pouring into me and i'm doing everything in my power not to break down and cry <laughs> exactly. because you're saying some stuff that i just be like God when you just talked about getting a new name mm, mm, mm. Man. And yeah, we really hard. understood what that really meant. You know, and of course, you're in a fraternity. So, you, you know, when you're in a the fraternity, they give you names and stuff as you, you you, you know, you cross over and, and, <laughs> and, 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 you, and you get names or whatever. Yeah,
1: mine's on my license plate. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, mine's is Jack Frost. And man, I, I, I lived up to that. I, I tried to live up to that name, but, man. It's hard. And and even now, I'm just like you, trying to hold it back. Yeah. You know, I I told a friend of mine uh, as I was coming over, um, man, I just trying not to cry. Yeah. You know, because yeah. when you're coming out of it, man, I just, I've been you crying so much yeah. of that guilt and that shame and, and just releasing that. And I definitely wanted to unbury some of the stuff that I didn't bury correctly. Um and now just burying it correctly and not going back to it.
0: Mm. Uh, man, Hold on, you got to unpack you know. that. What do you mean by burying it correctly?
1: Burying it correctly, man, I I just, uh, I buried some stuff alive. Um, didn't address it. Um, didn't understand why I did, you know, some of the things that I did. Um, man, just, you know, focus on the hurt uh, that I had caused. And you know, looking at me and looking at myself and answering the questions of, you know, was I seeking acceptance? Um, Was I tolerating myself? Um, So unburying stuff is unburying. I mean, uh, unburying some of the stuff in my past was going back, you know, years. I went all the way back to college and started thinking about some of the things that I did to girls in college. Now, of course, I didn't call everybody yeah, up, yeah, and yeah. I just
0: prayed for them. Yeah, or you can write a letter yeah, and, exactly. and burn it, or throw it in the trash, yeah, like exactly. it's, just, it's just releasing it, even, even just recalling it to memory and asking God, please forgive me for this and, 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 and heal that person. Yeah, exactly, what I exactly. It. So, so that's powerful, man. Like I said, I applaud you on that process, because what you don't understand that the spiritual ramifications of what you are doing you will never ever really understand the magnitude, but it's great and great and mighty in the kingdom. It was interesting because we was talking and then uh, you revealed to me uh, the fraternity you're a part of and I said, hey, I just shot a (laughs) video a couple of days ago because uh, Alpha Phi Alpha, they're coming to to Dallas, Dallas. Texas in 2023 and doing convention and he was like, I just saw that video. You <laughs> said, I just saw that video. I said, yeah, I, I produced the video. And, um, I had a 24 hour turnaround time to do it. You're like, I just saw the video. And I was like, man, this just it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. You yeah, know what it saying? is definitely crazy. It's,
1: it's definitely and crazy.
0: it's so intentional about who God is. Uh, what would you say, um, as we wrap up, what would you say to those that are approaching marriage And that, and speak directly about that vow to have and to hold. And I want you to speak to the men and speak directly into that camera right there and speak to the man that's approaching marriage and how to honor (laughs) that vow.
1: Man, uh, what I would say uh, to men that are about to get married um, to have and to hold, understand that you're making an oath and understanding what it truly means to have and to hold, to understand that the woman that you're about to marry is truly a gift from God. And once you guys get married, that God wants you to hold her as a treasure, uh, man, it's like we all want money. We all want to be rich. Uh, it's like you're marrying a million dollars. And reason why I say it like that is because we're not going to leave a million dollars sitting around at Starbucks Mm. and just walk away from it. Mm. We're not just going to treat a million dollars like anything. We're going to value that. We're going to, we're going to treasure that. And even throughout the word of God, when he speaks of hold, you know, hold to his word, hold this near and dear to your heart, like protect it. And so as you are about to get married, understand what protecting her means. Yes. It's not just standing up to another male. It is protecting her heart. Yes. Protecting, you know, you're her ministry. Yes. So that's the advice that I would give you uh, to to all the men that, that are about to get married. And man, just read and pray uh because times are gonna get hard yeah and once you remember that is your gift and you're treasuring that is it man i always make an example of my son when my son was born he was a gift to me yeah and i treasured him to my heart and i don't care Whose son come along, I don't care how many other kids are out there, I'm not trading my son in.
0: Yes. And I
1: am gonna protect him, you know, rain or shine, you know, through disappointments, proud moments, I love my son. And so as men, as we are getting married to that treasure, no matter disappointment, rain, uh sunshine, hold to it and don't try to trade it in. Mm. You know, don't trade it in.
0: He said, don't trade it in. in. Don't trade it in. Well, listen, man. Thank you so much for blessing us on the Dear Future oh, Wifey man. Podcast. I know you were a little nervous at first. You was like, "What oh, yes, am I yes, doing? Sir. Am I actually finna sit on man, this?" podcast? I'm about
1: to get dogged now. You like, we didn't <laughs> know each other, but
0: how long we know each other? About two and a half weeks. About two and a half weeks. <laughs> two and a half weeks. <laughs> yes, sir. And then God got you sitting up here on the Dear Future, Wifey, Dear Future podcast. Wifey Podcast, the same podcast that changed the trajectory of your life. is yes. Now God is using you to change other people's lives. Man, I hope isn't it's isn't, isn't God someone. dope like that.
1: It is dope place. Like See, that. God has yes, purpose
0: in your life, and so I just want to speak that over you. That God is going to do some great exploits through you because you made yourself available and vulnerable for Him to use you. Man, thank you, man. I, I, I'm receiving that blessing. Keep healing, brother. Uh, like I said, we're on the same team. You know, we. we I'm a part of your tribe You're a part of my tribe And um, What you don't realize Is that As you know The Dear Future Wifey podcast Is my journey As I discover Uncover and recover Love for myself So that I can So that my Next wife Gets the best version of me Exactly And, um, mm-hmm. and before we conclude Do you want to get married again? I do I do And I'm actually Writing letters now for oh, my at dear you, future my
1: wife you, Oh <laughs> you, look at you. So yeah I see that And yeah. I was giving the advice Like hey will not you write a a letter to your wife So uh, when I get some your new, future wife
0: When I get some new Journals in I'ma uh, I, I just placed the order But when I get some More journals in I'ma gift you with one Oh that's thank you Thank that's you Yes yeah, so. Thank you Man That You Yeah I'ma cry so, when I get in the so car So I'm three letters in now That's what I'm talking <laughs> Oh that's beautiful That is absolutely beautiful Man you have blessed my life mm. Listen uh, Y'all give it up For Jerry Fisher On the Dear Future Wifey podcast <laughs> Thank
1: you Discover Uncover Recover love with the new Dear Future collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifey.com.
0: I mean, I can't even describe it. The words can express how um, I see God doing an amazing work through this series. And I, and I pray that it touches the hearts and the minds of the people that are watching it, whether you're single, it gives you hope and help you understand the gravity of these vows. If you're married, that you recommit yourself with the new knowledge of the gravity of these vows. And... Um, If you're divorced, that you get healing by understanding that you didn't truly understand the gravity of these vows. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the favor and birthing this series through me. Dear future wifey, whether we write our own vows or repeat the traditional ones, I vow to have and to hold you. I will be your safe place Have me I will provide physical, emotional, and spiritual intimacy for you I said Have me The etymology of husband means householder It is my responsibility to hold our house together These are my hands I will uphold my spiritual responsibility To hold our home together Now holding our home together is no easy feat It's absolutely impossible for me to do alone So what you don't see on the outside of my hands are the omnipotent hands of God, giving me the strength to do the impossible. I can't wait to have and to hold you your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently.